It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Buenas noches. Guys. Hello. Welcome to season two of Moms on Air. Hold on, Moms let me on get air. Moms on Air. We are so excited to be here. I can't believe, guys, we did one whole season. Like, applause for us. That's a huge deal. I mean, as three different moms with different age groups as far as our kids and different lifestyles and different jobs and responsibilities, and still made it to season two. Like, Yes. One more time, guys. We were like, can we get past one episode? And here we are, a couple episodes. We definitely have um, a lot to look forward to, season two. We're definitely going to bring to you guys more topics and more. And I think more consistency. I know, you know, I mean, uh, we are moms on air. And let's just keep it where we're mothers. And being a mother is hard. And sometimes life passes and, you know, sometimes I don't even talk to my friends for a few days and it's nothing personal. We're just moms mm. and days go by and then schedules go by and our schedules sometimes conflict. But season two means we are going to be a lot better with that. <laughs> let's, let's just be serious. It's not easy being a superhero, having these superpowers and giving life to people and raising them and treating them. The other day, my friend, she's a first time mom and I literally had this conversation and it was talking about like, like if we were Superman, like girl, you've like fulfilled your your mission on earth. You made a human and now you're gonna give birth to it. Cause she was like, I got the whole birth plan. And I just heard you in my head. Whoa. She's like, I'm gonna get my doula and I'm gonna do this natural thing. And I was, I'm gonna give you one advice. However, the baby wants to come, it's gonna come and you're still a great mom. That's all I gotta say. And she just started laughing. She was like, I know, I know. I just gotta go with the flow. I feel like there's no need to explain. We're doing the best we can, and I'm having a great time doing this. To me, this is a therapy session. I say it all the time. I agree with that. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, today happens to be Mental Health Day, and I feel like um, giving birth has a lot to do with that. I mean, with Alexander, I know for sure I had depression at least for three months, which everyone gets the blues, but I feel like the reason I had a lot was a lot to do with social media and the perception of, um, you know, not having a natural birth. And I had a C-section. And like, I, ideally, what's supposed to make sense? And Yes, be, like, for know. me, like what she just said, I thought I was going to have a natural birth. I thought I wasn't going to have epidural. I didn't think I needed to get induced. I didn't think I was going to pass my 40 weeks and not have the baby. And every step at the hospital was worse and worse. And then three days later, they popped my, my water and it was horrible and i was so depressed i was like wow i'm not a good mother because i had um i had a c-section and now looking back like how silly that What's i think that, that you know yeah, but yeah. you don't you're so vulnerable and so emotional at that stage and being a new mom especially like a first-time mom like your friend you want to do everything the right way and you think you can plan and shit doesn't happen that way like it doesn't it never goes wow. as planned and sometimes when things happen on plan they are even better than they were planned. now now i looking back like i'm happy i mean my kids are you know to me they're perfect i mean i think every mom thinks their own children are perfect right 
So I think, and I'm happy the way things happen because that's how they were supposed to happen. And, you know, um, I know for me, sometimes I like to control everything and I want things to happen a certain way. And let's just keep it real. That's not how it is. That's not how life is. And one thing you certainly can't control is how that baby's going to come out. There's nothing you could do. Breach, it might be like, we tried everything. We vacuumed that baby's head. (laughs) We did suction. And nothing. That baby, my son, was fucking stubborn. That little 10-pound baby wanted to stay. He was comfortable. Sheesh, 10 pounds. Nice and warm. So we have a guest with us. Dun, dun. And. Hello, everybody. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> so papi suave. He's not only a guest. He's one of my favorite people in the world. And he's family. Yeah, he's but... one of my best friends. I think I I've appreciate known... that stuff. Thank you. <laughs> We've known Salam for about well, I know Salam for at least about um, I want to say twenty years, yeah, twenty two years. Don't you guys uh, know each other your whole life? We have. Yeah, I mean, like when we remember, we were little babies, you know. Yeah. Um, well, not babies, but you know, like kids. And I think we've Stephanie... been hanging out for twenty two years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are not that young, boo. You were not a little baby twenty two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we were. We were like four or five when we met. Whatever. Anyways, um, and I think you know him for about 10 years, right? For as long as us. Yeah, probably. it's been a little while. Um, So Salam is here today with us because today happens to be Mental Health Day, Mental Awareness Day. and um, Mental Health Awareness Day. Yeah, Mental Health Awareness Day. And he works and deals with a lot of people in that um area. So can you kind of just yeah. tell us? I mean, I know you can't disclose so anything because it's all confidential. But so, tell us <clears throat> what's a day in your job, like a day in the life of Salam at work. All right, so first and foremost, I work for a mental health clinic in Harlem. It's a nonprofit. I won't disclose the name. Is there like an applause button? Because I just want to keep talking. (laughs) And we service service clients who suffer from chronic medical conditions and severe mental health issues. So a lot of the clients that we have suffer suffer from depression, uh, schizophrenia, bipolarism, there are a lot of severe cases, and there are a lot of women who are diagnosed, and a lot of them who need help. And believe it or not, there are a lot of them who are moms. And who are I, moms. Who are moms, wow. yeah. And I've actually, recently we've actually encountered some clients who are actually pregnant, in the, pregnant who are suffering from mental health issues. Mm. Do you feel like um, mental health issues is something that could be caused by trauma or people are born like this in most cases or most of your patients because sometimes people could something could happen into their in their life like abuse and stuff like that and and holding that up and not getting the right therapy or really getting the right you know that is that something that could progress into mental health like bipolarness maybe um i'll first say that i am not clinical so i whatever i say is based off of my experience but um (laughs) But um, I think that we all go through trauma and there are different levels of trauma. But at the end of the day, we've all been through things. I think there I've read things where they say people who women who give birth, that's a traumatic experience. How many of you in a show of hands would say that your pregnancy or your your giving birth was a traumatic experience? So some people don't. (laughs) Some people based off of that experience never make it back. A lot of people um. I think we all have different triggers. I think that mental health, depending on your developmental stage and what wherever you are in life, it differs for every person. For every different for every person's a different um type of mental health, but a narrow reaction, yeah. And I do think that there are forms with proper treatment and people who are medi- who do take their medication, they can definitely live a very normal 
definitely a normal life. So in that spirit, there's, I know for some reason, there's all these national days. So we have domestic violence mm. awareness. We have also like for moms who lost a pregnancy or mm. had a stillborn. There's a day for like, everything. There's a day for everything. But these days are kind of back to back this month. So, um, which is kind of sad. It's kind of sad, and right? October, isn't it? Breast, breast cancer. cancer as women, there's like so many layers, right? Mm. Because as humans, you go through stuff consistently. Mm. But as women, as givers, I feel like mental health is so important because I don't know. There's so many women in my life personally, like in my family. I don't know whether it be the immigration story mm. or the coming to another country, not knowing the language, adapting, still raising your kids, still trying to be a parent or whatever. But I know for my fa- family specifically, a lot of them migrated here after like 86, 87, mm-hmm. and they never really adapted. And I would say that a lot of my aunts are like, they can't sleep. They have to take Ambien. They're on antidepressants. I feel like, or do you think that women have a higher risk of suffering suffering from like mental things because of our lifestyle and trauma? Well, to answer the first question about the awareness, I think it, the reason why we have so many different events for different days is because we need to spread awareness so that people know that they're not alone in this and that there are other people who actually in, uh, who have endured certain things as well. Before you answer the yeah. second question, I wanted to add, I don't think awareness days are sad at all. I mm. think they um, show unity and respect. I agree. And bring, educate people who are not on the same, you know, predicament or mm. living it with a sibling or anything. And to have a day dedicated to something that's a struggle in everybody's day life, we shouldn't really look at it sad. It's progress. And, I agree. And it brings us to where we are today, where we're not so blindsided from our parents, mm-hmm. you know, who where we didn't know these things or how many people share or to even be comfortable to talk about it. I, I think just to add on to that, I think that the joke that we were making is that there's like a day for everything. Like there's like a national Slurpee day. <laughs> there's like, a I national like, cookie day. day. Cookie, like I feel like those are all day. pointless, but for the DV awareness and cancer awareness, I think that's all meant for us to move forward and help eventually God willing find a cure one day but I think all of our families like I knew at least growing up so um if there were families that had kids who um you know if there were families who had kids with mental with a mental illness or if someone um had an outburst in life or did something inappropriate or something so bad they only call the person crazy you know they never had a just uh they never gave it like a justification they never said this person needs help you know they always just kind of push him to the side and thought like that was just one odd person from the bunch you know like me and salam kind of grew up in the same culture mm-hmm. and we kind of dealt with a lot of the same people and i feel like it was it's unfortunate but a lot of people were so um close-minded because they weren't educated so like arabic people and islamic people at least the people i grew up with did not associate with any of that thing like a domestic violence let's say there was a situation where a husband hit his wife it was not like a huge deal back then which now like you hit me once you're going to jail you know and you're gonna well i think people were afraid of the country like dominican republic now that you mentioned that since we are also on domestic violence and want to bring light to that in the dominican republic the laws are becoming so strict for domestic violence like your wife could lock you up for you yelling at her wow because of social media and it's and not changed only the world. That, Everything so many been... women in these third world countries have been killed by their husbands mm-hmm. and nothing is done. And I'm very, very happy about that. I think India. like the Me Too movement because, you know, we are nothing without women. Like my mom is my life. 
my sisters in my life, my cousins, like, you know, women are what the foundation of this world, in my opinion. So I am a proud Arab feminist. There we go. Drop a bomb right now. (laughs) But um, I think (laughs) in regards to mental health and women, to go back to your question, I think women are stronger than men mentally, physically, and emotionally because what you endure on a daily basis, I feel like men, we cannot even catch up. Hello. Like I, I speak to Shireen almost every day and the things that she shares with me on her day to day basis, I find it like sometimes I'm like in awe of how she's able to accomplish all of it. And then, you know, I just browse through social media and pros in a team meeting eating Domino's pizza. Like you know, not to discredit Shame. pro, love him. But you know, the level of intensity, you know, she's where watching the kids all the time. She's raising them, she's cheating. And Adam them. is so well behaved, she's so lucky. Adam is not well behaved. I was being sarcastic. Okay, yeah. Adam is um, like, a hundred thousand children. And one that fell from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so good way of putting it. You know, the other day he was doing this little thing and they were like playing and he threw like a toy at her and she made sure that she sent it to me personally. Like, hmm, look at Adam. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? We go to the doctor the other day, right? Two days ago. I don't know where he even, where did this stuff come like <laughs> come from? So his doctor, you know, the doctor comes, he goes, oh my God, your kid is so grown. God bless. They're so well behaved. They're playing really quietly. So the nurse and the assistant are right there. So Alexander's just playing with his trains because they have a train table there. So they have little benches for the little kids when they go to the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. So he's about to sit down. Adam goes behind him and moves the bench, <gasps> knowing that he's going to fall. I don't know how he knew that. And he fell. And then his little and face. And he goes like, like this. He goes. <laughs> and to see if I peeped that. And everyone behind me started laughing. The doctor, everyone, because they couldn't it's believe hilarious. that he did that. And yeah. Adam is so Adam smart is for Adam is smarter than so, we know. Yeah. yeah. My friend my friend says, kids are born bad. You, yeah. as a parent, have to make them good. I mean, yeah. we're trying, <laughs> but I don't know. I believe it because hmm, these kids so. come up with some things, I tell you. Excuse me, I mean, uh, maybe I'm not doing a good job with Adam because... We no, have a tired mom. Alexander, was, he's so well-mannered but and so patient. But it's like, look, two kids... Are like two relationships. They're nothing is the same. No, think I know. Like you can't that. compare. You, you can't compare. You, you are very different from your sisters. Maybe mm. the little one. She's gonna kill me for this. The younger she wants to be. Shout like out to Mira. Shout out oh. to Mira. <laughs> gives me a but you, all you guys are very different. I know no, all you girls are, yeah. have different personalities, and you yeah. grew up in the same home. So it's not it's not fair for you to blame yourself. Adam is lit. He's going through a stage, and it's gonna be fine. You I know? think he's just going to his like you know the terrible twos. Just before terrible twos hit. I think he's a rock star. He, yeah. he has is a, a strong. He knows pre- he's a rock star. And I'll tell you, right now, Zoe Seven. The other day, I was going through my phone and I was looking. You know how you get reminders from like five years ago. Mm-hmm. She has whatever she is now. She was the same way at that age. It's just you know An at seven version. now. Yeah, like so. Homegirl pulls up with a bathing suit that was two T. <laughs> and some shorts that are like, like 18 recently? months that she found in like a bag from her old clothes and was like mom I think I should wear this this is good her dad walking around the whole house I'm like Zoe go put clothes on. I do have clothes like she's so sassy and, and when she was a baby Zoe's personality when she was a baby it was the same thing like you would somebody would go to carry her she'd be like oh like don't touch me I'm surprised me. Zoe's like, not on Disney Channel or at least mm-hmm. Nickelodeon yeah like that but, girl deserves a show she is a bo- she's like a I full like personality you know, Zoe and your like Nia was so calm. And I don't know if it's a second son, second child syndrome, and I only say that because you know when you have the first baby, you and the baby experience everything for the first time, like new, like mm-hmm. you're a new mom, he's a new baby, so you're learning his cries just like you are, 
le- you're learning to become a mom. With the second baby, like, you know, when you first have a child and they cry a lot, you think they're going to die when they cry a lot. I thought, damn, he's crying a lot. Like, I remember this one night, and it's so crazy because you could have a, a, a bunch of amazing memories, but you always fucking remember the bad shit. That one bad day so when they So I remember <laughs> Alexander, like, we were transitioning from breast milk and baby formula and because I wasn't eating a lot when I had Alexander because I was so depressed so I wasn't producing a lot of milk and I wasn't producing a lot of milk and I was which made pumping, you more depressed and it made me more depressed because damn I'm definitely not a good one I had a c-section and I can't breastfeed this baby like what's gonna happen <laughs> so I was feeding him like you know when you come from the hospital and you have um you have like the the, the formula they give you and they're like soft so he's crying, he's crying, he wouldn't eat the bottle. So I was like, just eat! And I squeezed the bottle, and the bottle exploded. Oh, shit. <laughs> and mind you, Alexander's small, and pros, ha- and my husband. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. He's having like a fit too because he don't know, like he um he didn't know what to do and I didn't know what to do and I just squeezed the bottle and the whole bottle, it was like two ounces it and that's a lot. Milk? No, it was formula. Oh, I was about to say. I would have died if it was breast milk. Girls, where did it splatter? Oh my goodness. Yo, you know what that's like? Lick it, take it on the floor. Where did it splatter? Don't cry. On his face and myself because the baby was close to me. And he was crying. He couldn't stop crying. He was gagging because he was crying so much with the formula. I thought he was going to die. And my husband was screaming at me trying to deal with the situation. He was making me more paranoid, making me more nervous. I'm like, you're not helping. So me and the baby just closed the bathroom door and we're just crying. And all I remember is while we were crying, I have a gold bathroom. Look at these fucking colors. (laughs) 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 I'm crying. And I used to love that bathroom. And ever since that moment happened, I hate that bathroom's color. I always tell my husband, we have to change it. But I really, it's because of that moment of how like traumatic it was. And then you're in And there. it's so funny. But so now, and then when Adam, he cried so much. I'm like, he's going to be okay. He's fine. Just let him go. You know? It was so opposite with Alexander. He got like 100% attentive care. And with Adam, it's completely different. So I think maybe that's why they're like, I feel like it's a second child syndrome. Every kid's different, you know? Would you say that you're getting, and I'm just assuming what people would assume, is it that you're, I don't want to say lazy, but is it you, that you're more... 
I feel like the commercial live and learn and then get loves. Loves is like mm. the lesser brand of diaper. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the beginning, you're like, I'm going to buy the baños and yeah. I'm going to buy the most expensive, whatever. The next baby, you're like, all right. So yeah. the diapers, yeah, I got to get yeah. the good kind. But So you're more experienced, so you know how to tackle things on I do. More. I feel like, you know, I have two kids 15 months apart. And it's kind of sad because I do, they say have kids fast, back to back, to, so they grow up together. But the first few years of life is crucial, too. Like, I recommend people waiting. And only because you want to give kids undivided attention. Like, I have a three-year-old and a 15-month. So when I had Alexander, when I had Adam, Alexander was, um, he was about to be two. And he was one and a half. So it's a really crucial age in a kid. They're like month-to-month milestones, you know? So now here I have a newborn who needs 24-hour attention and a toddler who needs 24-hour attention because there's so so many milestones. And now that Alexander goes to a school, he comes home and he wants to learn. He wants to do these things and he's talking and he does all this and Adam needs attention too. So it's really hard. So I do recommend moms who are considering having other kids and who have small kids. They say get them like I know our ancestors and our grandmas go back to back. Come on. Do not let my aunt hear her say that. She will come after her. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like I have a three, three age gap, three year gap. And I remember I was taking Nia to like preschool and I'm like pregnant as hell, trying to tie her sneaker. And the preschool teacher's like, "No, mom, you're having another baby. Now you gotta let the kid be self-sufficient. She has to pass you diapers. Mm. She has to whatever." And I feel like the age I have is great, but the setback is they fight so three. But three much. is not bad because now Alexander Felix is a really advanced for his age. Like now he assists. Like now he's on the potty by himself. I don't have to worry about diapers. Like. It's different. I feel like when there's, I mean, yeah, they're going to fight. Because mm. even now, Adam and him, they fight a lot. They they don't fight. They just scream because Adam doesn't talk. Shereen, you fight with all your sisters. You're all different ages. We're all nine months apart. Oh, shit. I my mom one sister's in February. Mother was pregnant for seven years I told you my straight. aunt here is just talking. Well, me and my sister fight all the time, and we're five years apart. It makes you feel any better. Oh, shit. But, you know, I think once you become an adult, it doesn't matter anymore. I don't fight with my like, siblings. I feel like, you know, um, what you said? I fight with the youngest one, believe you it or not. You don't fight with your brothers? Probably the youngest one the most. He's an Aries, just like you. He's very hard-headed, stubborn. Aries are the fucking yeah. You know, it's with, Team with, Leo. with being a mom and, like, mental health, it's like you don't have time to have a flu, to have a mental breakdown or nothing. So it's so tough because sometimes you got to pretend to your immediate well, family well, and to the world you're okay. for mental health awareness, what, as a mom, what, what do you deem a mental breakdown? What do I deem a mental like breakdown? Like, what have you ever had experience where you've had a mental breakdown? Like, maybe you're getting ready to go. So, like, what's this? Walk me through it. For me, like, in front of when Neil was little, I had a lot of mental breakdowns because I was like single mom going through like all this mm. shit, ghetto movie shit, like <laughs> like some boys in the hood, baby mama drama, right? Like, and it, it was just me and her. I remember one day we're sitting in the Bronx in the apartment. It's like a heat wave, hot as hell. Wow. Homeboy was like in the club, I guess, the night before. It's like eleven, not up, and we're supposed to go buy air conditioner because it's hot and it's the summer and the baby. So Nia had this heat rash, like a heat rash all through her body, and I remember sweating. Going like tied my shirt sweating hot I got his brother and sister his mom's not there like I got all these kids and me and my baby and I remember just crying and I scream really loud like ah! and it felt so good but I just remember feeling helpless and useless and hopeless and all because of a heat rash I felt like I was such a bad That's mom broke, broke it down though, but it was everything 
Yeah, like me, I screamed so loud and the kids and everybody was looking at me. And then I was like, all right, I got to get my, like, I felt so bad that they mm-hmm. witnessed that. And I made like the best dinner. And then we went to the park and I made sure like, but you we had have your a moment. great day, but I, I had a breakdown. And see, even as moms, you have a breakdown, but you feel so guilty. Like the other day yeah. I was just in a bad mood and like, I was just thinking about a lot of things. And you know, you just have one of your funks and I was in a funk. And um, Alexander was saying something and he was, and him and Alexander were, him and Adam were crying. I was like, ah! I was like, just stop! <laughs> and I just screamed at both of them and they both looked. And these were like this. And when they gave me that sad puppy eye face, I was like, oh, I'm such yeah. a bad mom. Yeah. And then I just left and I went to the bathroom and they just they took their iPads. The moms are the human. IPad. You guys are entitled to and I came feel back and not and have we a good day. And I bought the mat toys to make myself feel better. <laughs> and I feel like that's wow. the biggest miscom- miscommunication is that as a mom, which you all are, you're supposed to be perfect 24 7. And I felt like we have to break that stigma that. You're entitled to have a bad day. You're entitled to hate your kid one day. You're entitled to, I don't know, like, be have fucking selfish moment. once in a right. while, you but, know? But talking about taking a day, how do you feel, um, how do people apply that mental health day that they could request at work now? People could take Some a mental companies. health day off. I was reading about that before. Yeah, well, I, I think they could. They co- fa- so a lot of digital companies are trying yeah. to pave the way for that. They're even trying to give, like, if you have your period, you can, that's your sick day yeah. or whatever. So, mm-hmm. and even like longer maternity leaves, like other countries. So Google's doing that, Facebook, like a lot of the newer companies. And like. And there are even men now who can take a, a leave as well because they're expecting a child too. Well, right. and I, and I yeah. think that's. Um, and I commend men and I commend jobs and owners that give that option because having a kid, like, I cannot imagine having Adam and Alexander by myself. Like, my husband works a lot, but the help is there. And just the emotional support, like, just having someone there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard being and a Pearl's a great mom. father. And he so. is. I can't. I mean, he's very paranoid and wants everything perfect, you know. But other than that, he's a very hands-on dad, and he helps a lot with the kids. Like, and I look at some moms and, like, single moms and I commend them like it's fucking a lot of work like it's a lot it's a struggle it, and I want to say like cause I feel like as even when you're talking to your friends and I feel like podcast is like talking to your friends but like when you're telling them about your man you kind of tell them oh this nigga came late and he didn't do this and da, 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 da. but being a mom like if I could go back to the day before I got pregnant and like my journey in life I would still be a mom like, I don't think my life would be as amazing if I were not a mom, if that makes sense. Like, I I've, I, I, the love that I feel for those humans, I've never felt before. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's like something so crazy. And that's why when you say, like, men, women were better than men, I feel like that's why God knew we were stronger. And he, he, that attachment where it takes nine months of the baby living inside of you and growing in you and then you face death to give birth basically mm-hmm. and that whole process has to happen and that's where the love is from like that struggle and that union and the birth the whole process and sometimes and this is my opinion I'm not clinical either <laughs> but I feel like for men maybe that's why it's so easy to separate and not be there because I feel like so many men can break away from their kids well I think so many men like they leave the emotional aspect to their partner. Right. Like, I, I know Pro leans on Shireen. I know Ray mo- more than likely leans on you. So they, you know, you guys are more of the nurturers. Right. And they're more of the, the go-getters. They're like, we're the provider. Yeah, we're the providers. <laughs> so. it makes, and, you know, it makes a lot of sense because you have that bond. And not saying that the father doesn't, because obviously it's the father's sperm who makes the baby. Yeah. But I'm saying is you have that bond. Like, you hear the heartbeat. You feel the kicks. 
Like, yeah, you can put your hand on the belly and feel it, but it's not the same. You know what's inside of you. You know, like when you talk to your baby and when you when you get to that certain those certain weeks, you hear the baby moving like, you know, you feel a connection, you know. And, you know, men can't feel that because they don't have nothing inside of them. And I feel like, hey, hey we have things inside of us. But <laughs> no, he's just saying we like, just we, we can't relate to that level yeah, because we're, we like can't the, bear the children. The, t- literally, like it's flesh of your flesh, blood of yeah. your blood. Like it's it's something it's a, that such bond, a deep connection. That bond between you and the child, I think that a father or a dad, whatever, can never. Not that they can't have that, but it can never be to the level. No, they literally can't have. They that. can never be at the level <laughs> yeah, like they of a, can't of a woman so because she bears a child. I have a question, Salam. Um, being that you're a guest and you work at a mental health um, nonprofit um, organization, right? Yeah. I want to ask, what is, and you don't have to disclose any names, or you know, just of like scenarios not. or like fake names, Hip-hop. or you know. But um, what can you tell us? Like, can you kind of describe one crazy incident that happened with a mom? Like, because sometimes me and you speak a lot, right? So, like, we'll FaceTime, and he'll put me on mute, and I'll hear some of the conversations people call, and I'll be like, oh, my God, can that just happen, you know? Well, one of our—well, I'll, I'll take it back to when I used to work at Bellevue Hospital. Similar case. Uh, I used to work at Bellevue, and— It's like a mental hospital. It's, it's, a, it's a city hospital, so a lot of people who— Homeless and people who have mental health issues do come there a lot. Okay. So we were, I was helping the nurse triage someone. I used to work in the um, registrar's office. And a woman came in and she had two children. And she's in the pediatric, so it's considered peds. And she goes to us. We're like, oh, I'm like, hey, what are you here for? She's like, oh, my kids were shot. So I'm like typing up the notes. I'm like, okay, shot with what? Like a, like a like a needle or like, well, they're talking, oh no, they were like gunshots. So like I immediately turn around to look at the children and the children are playing on their iPads. They're having a great time. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I know that the woman, the woman who is not sane, she's <laughs> not sane. And she's, um, begins to fabricate a story that she believes. Mm-hmm. So immediately the nurse comes and she's asking her questions. And we see in that moment that she has some mental health issues. So what we have to do at that point is remove the children from her and send her straight to the psychiatric unit oh to get an evaluation. Oh my God, let's take a moment for that, seriously. Yeah, because she at that moment really believed that her children were shot. Like, she's actually holding her son, showing us where the bullet wound is. Okay. And the kid is perfectly normal. Okay. No bullet wound or anything. So at that moment, you know, she's That's exuding so some mental health concerns. So our job was to remove the children from her care, get, you know, Child Protective Services involved, and then send her over to the psychiatric unit at Bellevue to get an evaluation because she needed some help at that moment. So I feel like that for me was one of the hard times because I feel like, one, her children are in her care. But at the same time, because she's not getting the help that she needs with her mental health, those kids were practically in danger, in my opinion. Right. No, 100%. You know, there she she at that moment, she was splitting. She didn't really know what she was saying. She her Her reality wasn't really what it was there, so... And it could be a lot of things, right? It could be um, some trauma that Definitely can make trauma. you envision things. Mm-hmm. It could be a chemical imbalance, Agreed. lack of trauma. Sleep, like, it could be so many things you could hallucinate. Yeah. yeah, like I myself, like my mom's a diagnosed schizophrenic, and oh, wow. her diagnosis has been, I want to say, I was in high school mm. when it happened, and it really shifted, like shook my world because my mom was great, normal, whatever. But she and I don't know, because 
sometimes it could be a spiritual thing, right? Because you tell a doctor in the U.S. like, oh, I, I'm a prophet or I go to church and whatever and I hear voices and the God. There's a lot of things that can say you're schizophrenic. Like if you think someone's following you, that, if you hear yeah. voices, if if you like, you know, there's a there lot some of the symptoms checklists yeah, exactly, to say, yeah. you know, whatever the symptoms are. So as a kid, I remember I was in high school. It was like I had to take SATs to get to college and my mm. mom had her mental break or whatever and now as an adult i think about you know three kids the mental break my brother was like really young and i feel like a lot of his personalities and insecurities and how he deals with life is because of what age he was when my mom had the break. how old was your mom at the time in her 30s because they 30s, say uh, and this is just research that i've read my own that a lot of people who develop schizophrenia develop it later on in in, in their life yeah. But like she my mom had a lot of trauma. And as a woman now, like after reading her files and like trying to get her medication to not be so much or whatever, mm. like I learned what she went through as a kid. And then that's why I always go back to like what you go through as a kid. The Like my grandmother came to America, left her in DR at like 14, wow. 15. So she was raised with uncles. She went through a lot of trauma. A lot of things happened to her as a kid. She kind of had to sleep in this house, that house, this house. So my grandma kind of came back. Yeah. So a lot of those things and some of her traumas were kind of what triggered her thing. Fast forward to us and me, like let's say being in high school. And um, the fact that my dad was there and he's always been the constant for us is why, like, there's three kids who were able to manage and be successful. But there's definitely, like, a part of me as a person that still, like, sometimes questions mental health. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, she's faking it. Like, mm -hmm. she's just being, like, annoying or lazy or whatever. And I just constantly have to remind myself, like, no, it's a real thing. Like, mental Illness is just like a diabetes, like mm. a cholesterol. Like that lady really thought and the kids were shot because she could probably visually see that. And it's been proven that the medication that people take for mental health, like schizophrenia, bipolarism, um, is scientifically proven to delay you. So you are more fatigued. You're mm -hmm. you're slower. You're Tired. drowsy. You need to sleep more hours. And that's why it's just such a... It's such a conflict of interest, I guess I can say, because people sometimes can't prosper in life because they're being held back because of their medication. Right. But if they don't take their medication, then they're considered a hazard in society. It's right. funny you mentioned that. So, so. like um, this month, and we're talking about a movie, the movie Joker. I don't know if anybody watched it. I haven't oh, seen yeah. it. I'm actually okay, watching so it tomorrow. It's, he's it's won probably 90% or no, 100% going to win Best Oscar. He hands down did a phenomenal job. But... um. The whole movie is really based on mental health and mm -hmm. just the way he started. So I'm just going to give you, well, you guys all watched the Joker movie before, right? So you kind of know his story a little bit. So basically, um, he was adopted by his mom and his mom had mental health issues, but she didn't accept that. So um, make a long story short, her, his mom worked for a wealthy family and she wanted to adopt. So she d adopted um, a boy and she happened to date a man who also had mental health issues. So you talk about two people with mental health issues Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply who um, adopted a boy. And so when they, um, I guess they heard screams and um, you know, the, this boy has been going through so much trauma. So the mom and the dad have been abusing the boy, like constantly abusing him and just banging him in the head constantly. Mm-hmm. So you guys know how fragile kids are, especially you know their head area, banging, just so much abuse. You can just picture. And then the mom, and when they interview them and they bring them in, they thought that, they thought that he had um they thought that he had like a bad spirit on him or something and that they could sense and they could feel and that they both felt that they needed to beat it out of him that's when the religious aspect comes into mental health because right. a lot of people think that the person may be possessed or in the arab world there's a gin inside of him or her no for sure yeah. and so he grew up suffering and then got diagnosed early later on in his life and took the medication kind of was monotone never could succeed lived his life as a clown like it was it's very sad you know and then one point decides not to take not to take the medication not to take his medication and feels like he's free but like you said a hazard to society and just goes crazy does really um crazy things but to him don't seem that crazy and um just throughout the whole united states recently like after the, when the movie came out, there were cop cars at every movie theater. Like we went to see at an IPEC and there were three cop cars in front because and mental health is such a big issue. I know probably a lot of people who have mental health went to probably see the movie and that movie would, if you did have a mental health issue, it would trigger it. Didn't it happen years ago where the guy the, showed up a movie yeah. theater? He did, the yeah. Movie. I don't know what you, movie I it bet was, if but... I watch that movie, I'll probably cry. I've watched other movies like like a mommy dearest or like oh other movies where Great there's movie. certain moments where maybe that specifically didn't happen to me but me like where i can p- picture myself being younger or like mm. certain things that happened to me or like whatever where it's a trigger anything to me with like mental health or whatever like to me you could call me a bitch a hoe or this or that but don't call me crazy mm-hmm. crazy is a bad That's word a trigger for word me for it's you. a trigger word for me yeah. cuz there's such a negative connotation to it and the people who have mental health issues, people identify them as being crazy, mm-hmm. but in reality, they're not. They just have a chemical, a chemical imbalance, imbalance where they yeah. need certain things and in, in certain um, interventions in place to help them. But right. And there's so many levels to it. It's like a spectrum as well, right? There's some people that can work and be on the medication and fully function. There's some people that have never taken a medication and you think they're okay, but then we, they'll have a trigger moment. At my so. job, we have clients who some even have a master's degree and their, a lot and their diagnosis came later on in life. Mm-hmm. 
and some are, you know, it happened so, really young. Now I have a question. You say their diagnosis comes. So now when, when do you diagnose something? When something traumatic happens and then you're like, they did this because of this? Like, how do you get diagnosed? It's like a herpes. You got to have an so outbreak. Like you, you go to, look, <laughs> master's, like right now, you're, you're currently going for your master's, right? Which I'm getting I my master's in counseling, yes. Um, he uh, finishes in a few months. He'll be graduating from his master's, and God willing. Dika, what's your fee since you're not certified? <laughs> and... Um, you know, I don't know how people can go through life, go through school, and like do all that, and then later on get diagnosed. Like, how do you know? Because what there are certain people who have a breaking point, in my opinion, and that's what I think it is. Right. Like you. Like that one day in the golden bathroom. If yeah. from that day forward you would always be moody and da 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 da, yeah. then that would have been a breaking point. Most of us have something in our brains that allow us to be angry and upset cope. and cope with it. That's why, too, like as a country, I feel like we're so into labels, too, because Agreed. as humans, we have levels. There's levels to emotions. And that doesn't mean I'm bipolar. I could feel like, you know, like there's a lot of emotions we can go through. We don't have to be labeled as something um, and then people are so quick to have to medicate. So it's definitely great to have a professional opinion and like monitor and go to therapy and figure out other ways. But I feel like there's some people who need to be medicated. I, I agree with that. I feel like some of the clients that we have that struggle, they some of them want they want a more holistic approach. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's not more realistic right. for their type of treatment plan. And I think that um, I don't know mental health. In its entirety, I don't think anyone really does. Every case is different. Every person's diagnosis is different. But I think that the medication is meant to help them kind of reinstate their independence within society. But sometimes it can also hinder it because it holds them back from prospering because the the fatigue, the tiredness, the the laziness. But in reality, they can't. The dependency on it. I think that's every medication. Like, my mother-in-law has uh, multiple sclerosis, right? And she was diagnosed. um, She was driving with my husband and his sister, his older sister. And she just literally was driving down the highway in Florida, and she couldn't see. And she was like, and then her daughter had to grab the steering wheel, and they almost crashed. And then they had to park the car. His daughter, his sister was 16 at that time. So I think he was 14 or, or 13. And she's like, I couldn't see. And so they took her to the hospital. Like they called 911. They t- the ambulance took them, and she was blind for six months. So they took a lot of tests, and she happened to have multiple sclerosis. So at that moment, she would take like I think 30 to 40 pills a day, mm. a lot. And so now, I mean, you know, 20 years later, I see um, she'll come and she'll still take the same amount of pills. So recently, she's trying to go through a more holistic route, trying to avoid. But you know, with multiple sclerosis, you're constantly in pain. You know, and it's also a mental. Um, mm. illness because you're mentally always you always feel like you're in pain so like when you when your doctor tells your diagnosis they tell you what you're supposed to feel and what's supposed to happen so mentally you feel like you have that even if you don't if that mm. makes sense you know yeah. and um so she recently she had to go to the doctor for her teeth and because she took so much medication for so long she lost a lot of her memory there's like a parts of her life that she doesn't remember mm. she also has these scenarios that never happened like, we'll mm-hmm. talk. She'll, like, even recently, you know, when you talk to her, you don't think nothing's wrong. We'll have a conversation, and she'll talk to me about something that me and her did. And I'm like, we never did that. But, you know, I never want to, like, um, disrespect yeah. her, so I don't That's say this. So I'll tell my husband, I'm like, you know, your mom thinks I did this, but we didn't do that. 
And she would get um, upset why I didn't like invite her the second time when there was never even a first time, you know, in scenarios like that. So she happened to go to the dentist and her whole gums are deteriorating. She can't like there's so much bad side effects because of the medication she had to take Mm -hmm. for her illness. So it's like, what do you do? Not take the illness, not take the medication. Like, what do you do? That's the million dollar question. You take it or you don't. What is what are your options? You have to weigh pros and cons. It's crazy because in that conversation, think about that. She has a 16 year old, 14 year old in the car and you're a mom with a diagnosis. And you still have to be mom. Well, she... <laughs> you on, still have to function. That was the day she was diagnosed. Right. She was blind when she was yeah. driving. Like, they yeah. almost crashed. She lost her sister, sight. sister, like... Um, That's a traumatic experience. Well. How's, like, how was Pro and um, She, Trish? I think his sister, because of that, I think that moment triggered her. She has... Um, she has... She suffers from... Severe anxiety. Very severe anxiety. Yeah. Like, she can't even go on an airplane. Like, only recently she started taking an airplane yeah. because she suffered really badly and... Like even if we go like when she comes to stay with us, we'll take a t- we'll drive through a tunnel and like we have to I have to make sure I we drive through tunnels with no traffic because she gets you see, like your trauma your and... trauma follows you, but it shouldn't define you. Right. Because she did eventually. What are come some fly. things like? What can you suggest? Like what are some ways of coping? Like when you have these anxiety breaks, what do you, what do you think has? I it, think, and my I'll speak about my own experience because I do I don't suffer from anxiety, but I have had. Anxiety-driven moments, I guess you can say. Um, I think one important thing they always say is like to get up and take a walk. Mm-hmm. And also, if you drink water, it brings your cortisol levels down, so you actually will kind of like start to decrease your adrenaline and everything. Um, some people is writing is important. I think every well, person is different. Finding what works for you. Finding Reading, what works for working you. Working out, running. Everyone has something. Zoe, Zoe, my seven-year-old, she gets. I don't know if it's when she's tired, she get like overdrive hyper or whatever. Mm. But she's like sometimes to the point where I'm like, is she a hyper kid? Because she'll get like this crazy like burst. Like you mean of, ADD? Like you're talking no, about like, like, like a super like, oh, my God, I'm bored. I want to do something. <laughs> whatever. Or if she gets mad, it's like <gasps> like her heart races and she whatever. And it sounds really silly. But breathing uh, breathing is number one. Though. Yeah, when you because get brought to get birth, you bre- they tell you to breathe. Yeah, like it's just that oxy- like ten breaths, like deep breath. When you're really angry, you feel like you're about to punch your kid or throw them through the wall or whatever. Those ten breaths, you literally are bringing oxygen to your brain, and it allows your body to kind of go into a relaxed mode. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've done that a lot of times, and it's it's probably saved me from doing things I would really regret. And even for her as a kid, it's something we do. Like, if she's so mad because somebody ate her ice cream and whatever the crap, like, kids are mad about, she now goes, (gasps) and she'll breathe and count, like, wait, I got three more. And then she'll be like, mommy, and she'll tell me. The countdown is also really good, too. mm -hmm. By the time you get to, like, 10, 9, 8, you're kind of a little bit more, you know, monotone. You realize how ridiculous... For you, Stephanie, you know, I mean, when you got, when Bash got diagnosed at five, you know, I'm sure you've had traumatic experiences. You know, I know dealing with an autistic child is different. And I know you had to, like, you were a new mom, especially dealing with that. Like, you had to go through so many things. And especially being out in public, like, I know sometimes you've mentioned, like, you were on a plane and the plane got delayed. And luckily you were with your family, but in scenarios where you were not, you know, I, I'm I'm listening to you guys and I feel like I'm afraid that I'm gonna have a trauma one day. I've been so strong in life and I don't think that I ever had I could single out like my son's father died before Sebastian was diagnosed was diagnosed. And oh, wow. I live with the guilt that my son wasn't gonna have a memory with his dad. So like all my things in life has always my 
has been about like what the other person is not receiving, not what I'm losing, like raising my son together as a parent. So I don't ever want to hit that stage in my life where I guess I put myself first in front of a trauma, if that makes any sense, if you're following me. Because I think that's going to break me down for real. But you don't think you've ever had a scenario I've where had you've moments, had... But- I can't really tell you, like, even let's take it back to everything, like relationships. I've been in abusive relationships. Everything that we could take, I've had my moments, but I've, I always push through. But for your son, in essence. What is your strength to push through? Obviously, I mean, always has been Sebastian, which I spoke to this lady at the nail salon the other day, this church lady, and she's like, you know, you're committing such a big sin because you're saying you're, you know, you're supposed to say you're the daughter of God before you say you're a mother. And, like, I don't see myself of nothing but my son. Like, if something was to happen to that kid, I would die. But, I mean, God forbid. But, like, so I'm listening to you guys. And, yes, I've been through a lot. Mind you, like, my dad did 14 years in jail. I saw my mom work alone by herself. Like, I've seen mad shit. Like, like somebody pulled a gun on us before when we was real little. Like, one of my mom's good friends, we was in his car. And, like, my sister was sleeping. I saw that. But it's like, and sometimes I have flashbacks of certain things. But I cannot really tell you, yes, I've had breakdowns. I've cried. I was not depressed after I had Sebastian. Um, I feel like I've been very angry, mm-hmm. not really depressed. If so that that's says. your mechanism. Yeah, yeah like, I've been very angry that's that a, a lot New York of things. Thing, I think. Like I, I'm <laughs> angry that my son is diagnosed. I'm glad that he doesn't have a memory with his dad. I'm mad that he doesn't have a memory with his dad. I'm mad that I miss so much of my dad. You know, as as it's growing, growing up. up because me and him have such a dark bone and bond. Like you know, so. I feel like stuff like that, but I don't think. And then my my grandmother died of Alzheimer's, and I like I sometimes think like, is that am I gonna inherit that? Like, is that gonna happen to me? Is it gonna be one point that my brain is just gonna be like, you're not a robot? Like, break. So like fear and anger, kind of. I think yeah, I've just been very angry a lot. Like I'm angry a lot, and, and how do you like? How do you? How do you cope with that anger I just feel and like not I've make been it like so many things happen throughout my life that were not like the fairy tale ending story? Mm-hmm. Like seeing my mom go through a second marriage. Like my little sister always was little things. Like Janice was always really sick growing up. Like I had to step to the plate while I was like nine, ten, and like watch my sister during the day and get her dressed and go to school. So like I feel like it's been a feeling that I've held for so long that is my norm. Mm-hmm. Like things are not. Perfectly You've got happy a for, for so me. long that that's what it is. Like, it's just like, what I'm it just is. The person that got to constantly fight a battle. Yeah, like it's just what it's been. And a little. This is thing, a true New York story. Like it's just what it's been for me. And I, and no, it's not okay. Like, I think I will be more. Like perfection scares me, or like happy endings scares me, like, because no I haven't experienced that. So that that means that your experiences, although they may not be traumatic. They do hinder your future because no, you they use are traumatic, them. Mm-hmm. But there's you so many she traumatic things. She just things. says she, in her world, there's never gonna be a. That's a what I'm saying. Ending. Because of because of her experiences, she thinks that 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 will never be. We're all gonna cry at the wedding, like. <laughs> you, made it. you made I'll it. I'll probably be like in Sancho Paid with my kid when he's like 21 in a yacht or something. Like that's my happy ending. Me and him somewhere in the middle of the world. But I'm content with that. Like, that's okay. Like, somebody might hear this and maybe be like, I'm at a disadvantage. And I don't feel like I am. And I think maybe that's why I haven't broken down. Like, that's my Well, happiness. I think it's important to know that you are an alpha female. Right. 
and you are also a Scorpio, so that's like you know how they say God gives you a load you can carry. I hate that statement, oh, by yeah. the way, but I feel like you kind of embody that. Oh my God, yes! And when people go through shit, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but so many people are like you know God gives their toughest balance to their strongest soda. And I'm but, sorry, I've said that before to someone who's going through something serious because I don't know what else to say. <laughs> well, you know what, friend? It's okay. Because when someone tell God I sit, my you know, I, I can't bench press no look, more. I try to be optimistic, you know, and sometimes like you want to be like, ah, oh, fuck it, let's just cry. But you know, you want to be like that positive friend. And you know, I always try to throw positivity around. See, but, I, but you know. I twice. I can't cry for nothing. Not even at my wedding, I cried because everyone messed up my I feel makeup. Like I'm so I've seen cool. cry. I've seen Shireen, Shireen cry. I've oh known God. her for AD's, over um, two decades. I've seen cry. her cry like twice. You don't cry. The first time I saw her cry was when we were late to drop her off at the airport and to pick up her wedding I dress. I when I was, oh, oh wow, I she was Mr. Dubai flight. That's when she cried. Yeah, my wedding. My wedding was seven days away, and I fucking was like thirty minutes away. And I looked at the lady, and she just looked at me. She probably looked at me. She's like, you know, just let this luggage pass. I don't care. I was still gonna go with the luggage. So she like burst it out in tears. But no, I never cry. It has to be like something at that moment makes me cry. But you see, that bothers me. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. My mom can't cry for nothing. Well, so like I said, this this is this lady I'm really close. Her name is Renee, and we were me and her both were saying the same thing. Like I don't cry all the time, but if I cry, like believe it. Like my sister, and I'm surprised because you're Aries. My sister cries like crystal on cue. That's April. April Aries cry a lot. Yo, my sister should be like, but I'm gonna. <laughs> from her soul like that's a talent I wish I had I that I can't cry like that. that you see I'm for me like I, I always say this in my practice and in everything I say I want you to go through it not over it Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now Judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy Judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Like, I feel like people always want you to go through your pain. Okay, just with the like, quotes. Next picture, you send me no, a but it's the truth. No, but it's true. I, I really feel like people need to process their pain and process their trauma and process what they're going through. And I feel like... Wait, this is supposed to be a 30-minute podcast. Here we are at a therapy session. Oh, sorry. Because I'm mental sorry. health is such a big issue. You can never stop talking about it. So much thing. Look, look. Like, like even, so many stuff. Yeah. Like, so even many, with Shireen, like... Because, you know, I obviously know Shireen the longest. And I taught her sometimes, like... She's like she has such a short attention span for problems. Like, 
she literally can think of, like it'll like be the next day and she's already over it or like mm. not she's not over it but like it's out of her out of sight out of because mind Murillo, yeah, all right, Barry, let's and go. I always tell her like you need to take a step back you need to allow yourself to feel what you feel process that mm. and then you let it go but I don't like to feel that's and that's a problem Why? I feel like feeling is, is part of being human <laughs> I, I feel like if you don't no, feel, every, it'll catch up to you eventually. I, I, I don't I, agree with that. You know that. why? I feel like it's going to catch up to me. I, feel I don't too. think it's going to catch up to me. I've heard that from a lot of yeah. people. Like, what's I, wrong with you? I don't, I'm like, listen, we got to go to work. I don't, we got to get through. I don't hoard get... my feelings. Once I feel it, I let it out and I'm done with it. I have no baggage I with feel that. Like I'm There's... very emotional. I'm mad emotional. You are. <laughs> I'm very I, emotional. I'm, I'm biased. I don't fuck with Scorpios. I love you to death, but yeah, I can't but speak I'm on very Scorpios. Emotional, but. And I feel everything very deeply, but when I'm done... But, and you know what? That's your thing. Like, when you feel it, you go through it, and you're over it. Me, I feel like, okay, every situation has a problem, and there's a solution. So what's the solution? Okay, let's say it's a bad relationship. All right, we leave, or we fix it. What we doing? But you like, see, this is where me and her bump heads. And not he, everything like, is so black and white. No, it is. But it is. No, it's it not. It is. So for me, like, okay, not for example, recently so we went through something, right? like that, though. Like, look, Sometimes we dwell too much and stuff, so, and that's okay. not Okay, not saying that I'm what okay, I do recently, is right and hers is wrong, right? but I feel like... I don't want to mention what it is, but recently me and him went through something something really traumatic right and like you know one wants to like sit down cry talk about it and i'm not like i'm like this obviously i'm that one that was him <laughs> and me i'm the in my mind i don't there's no time yeah me there's no time to dwell so i'm like okay we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna fix this we're gonna do that this is what how it's gonna be but like, you know I why hold on fix it mode not hold, let me dwell but let me tell you why because sometimes mode. i feel like I will eventually get to the fix-it mode, but in that moment, I have to allow myself to feel. And that's okay. And, and I you can't, gotta I can't just that's shut him. it out and but do me, it. I'm not like that. But that's just a coping mechanism. That is a coping no mechanism. No one's yeah. stronger here. This is how she deals. And that's, and how, that's how I how do you exactly. Deal. You can have two people yeah. that have had, let's say, an abortion, right? Mm. Topic of women and moms. One girl done went to work the same day. Yeah. The other girl's going to lay up for three months. Exactly. Every year when that day comes, she's going to yeah. remember. She's going to light a cupcake. The other girl don't even remember the day or the moment or the whatever. Exactly. Is one better than the <laughs> other or no. different? Oh, you funny. know, like... What? Birthdays? No, no I'm just saying. She's like, saying if that it's an abortion, one person, one person will cry and go crazy. And the other one's like, on the day of that, and the other person's abortion goes to work, doesn't remember, doesn't uh-huh, even know the date of that abortion. Yeah, like, I, I'm not that. I feel like when you abort the baby, if you, and if you are um, pro-abortion, which I am, you know, I am pro-abortion, I feel like... You're pro-choice. I'm pro-choice, you're right. And I feel there's no mistake. There are mistakes, you know. And look at some kids that have mental health issues. It's because of the way they're raised. If you are not ready to have a baby and you know that before the baby, get rid of it. Save that baby a lifetime oh, of trauma. Or not even. Sometimes you get up to a drama, they go to a foster care. Then they go to a bad family because the family wants the money. Then they get, like, then they live on the street. And what happens? I just it's think, and my there. opinion about the whole abortion thing is... You are a woman. You know what you do with your body. Sometimes you're you're forced to do something with your body that I you're not. I think it's a decision between you and your God. And yeah. at the end of the day, like it's the woman's yeah, decision. Yeah, it's but your again, decision. When we did have this 
this topic, we did discuss that if you're going to be careless, then, yeah, that's wrong. But if it happened once or twice... No, you know, they get, oh, this is my seventh abortion. Like, come no, on. I am that's, not saying that, like that. I I'm, agree. I'm no, not referring I know to you're that. Not. I'm just saying, like, not. there's mistakes that happen, you know? Like, let's say you have sex and you were intoxicated. Well, the seventh time wouldn't be a mistake, bitch. That's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> just like relationships, motherfucker. you and your God. God gonna get you. This uh, is you karma. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, there's just, it should be your option and I'm pro because there's things that happen. Like, you know, there's sometimes when I'm young and I dwell, like, I see families or, like, me, for example, I'll go to like nice restaurants with my husband or like nice vacations, and I'll see this like nice American family doing things with their family. And I wasn't raised like that, you know. We were not like we like maybe that. went to Coney Island from Brooklyn. That's what was our trip, you know. Yeah. Maybe we went one summer here. I remember once I worked this whole. I was like eight, nine years old. I was bagging groceries. I stopped one in Brooklyn. She's been working since And I made like one. five <laughs> to six thousand dollars. I was eight years old bagging groceries. But like eighty dollars here, you know, when you're young, they like tip. they give you good tips. They're like, oh, look at this hard work. And I would tell my mom, mommy, look, I made eighty dollars. Mommy, look, I made seventy. Mommy, look, and she would save all my money because what I needed. She all would I- save it. Oh, my mom would have stabbed. My, that oh, my aunt took that money, she but saved she saved it. it. And we went to Brazil that year, oh. and like everyone, and all I wanted was Cinderella light up shoes. Give me Cinderella light up shoes, and I was happy. Like this that's what I wanted. Nothing's changed. And now they're just called um, red bottoms. Red bottoms. <laughs> but I'm saying is no, and and that was like one of like the times. But like I look at families now, and even what me and my husband do with my kids, and I'm like, we never did that. With right. My kids. It's the evolution of how things are changing because now we are a new generation, and what kills. I have a young mom, and your mom is pretty young too. Um, my mom wants to go on all the vacations with me and Sebastian. I wanted to. My do, mom too. I wanted to post a picture of throwback from when we went on the Disney cruise. My mom was in every single picture. <laughs> with I did not have one, and I'm like, yo, I called, and then she's like, shout oh, out to you Carmen. Know, the daycare, you know, unfortunately, I can go. You sure you want to rent a, a beach house for Sebastian for his birthday? Because it's not like I'm going to be there. I'm like, you didn't do none of this with me and Janice, but now you want to be, you know, she was just wanted to for me to wait for the summer and, for when she could go. And, no, that and I, that's okay because she gets to experience that. But no, and that's why, like, it's a, you kids feel guilty too. Like, for example, right? Like, my, we'll go somewhere with my mom, and like, my mom will help watch the kids. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go somewhere. But then I feel guilty leaving my mom there with the kids, you know? So at some point, my, I have to always Why? Grandparents? are entitled to stay with your kids. I believe that wholeheartedly. You don't need to feel guilty. Mm-hmm. I do know because my mom makes me feel guilty. Like, And I understand growing up, my your mom, mom didn't have everything. Your mom is a rare everything. gem. Um, she didn't. My aunt is a rare gem. My uh, my mom, when we were six, my mom's like, I raised my kids. So I used to be like, hey, I'm only six. I can't yeah. do this hair. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, my mom definitely, I feel like, and now well, she... But now you understand why. Yeah, now I see it. I'm like, yo, she was... And my mom was... When I was a bit, we lived in Dykeman, and my Shout mom to used Dykeman. to work. My mom used to be a bottle service girl. Oh with shit! The mama at, John, at Jimmy's Brown Cafe, where all the baseball players and my mom used to come with all these autographs, and I used to be yeah, like, yeah, okay. my mom used to be a. They're probably worth a lot right now. Jimmy's. Back, back in the in day, day when there wasn't Uber, you had to call Uncab in uptown. The taxis were everywhere. Mm, Psh, black cars. We didn't really have yellow. Yeah, taxis. my dad was in a taxi. My whole, all my uncles were all black. Cars. My mom used to. She used to be bad. Great body like bomb right she used to be like beautiful bodies (laughs) my mom used to be like go over there like and get a cab or whatever and the cab thought and then we would come out the three kids my mother was this baddie with three little kids running around but she never missed taking us to school in the morning she never like not woke up on time like my mom 
at the end of the day, like she was there at every little thing, my report card, the this, the that. The little so. picochito every birthday. Yeah, no like no matter what. What why used to have McDonald's parties with the little <laughs> that thing Who we would say? Uh, I had a McDonald's party. You had a McDonald's party. You were popping. What the fuck was it? Oh my god, I'm so bringing Y'all lucky you had McDonald's. We didn't have McDonald's. I don't know. I'm sorry, I can't agree. I had a McDonald's birthday. He's 17. He has eight brothers. I have seven brothers and one sister, and I definitely had a McDonald's birthday. And I have 11, but my brothers are so big. By the time it was celebrating birthday, they were out the house. But I, 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 like, for me, like, my mom, because this is a Moms on Air podcast, (laughs) um, I think one thing I've learned from her is, like, resilience, because. If you put her and my dad in the same equation, she's probably taking all the punches. And I don't uh, mean physically. 100%. I mean the issues like my siblings growing up, financial, emotional, family. And it's just so crazy to see how tall she stands and how she continues to stand. And how, honestly, like it's just such an inspiring thing, which is why I think that I identify myself as like a male feminist because... Without my mom, I am nothing. And without, like, the women in my life, I'm nothing. And it's just crazy to see how, no matter what, you know, you could always make it on the other side and, you know, live a a fulfilled life and be successful and have a strong family. And no matter how many times the odds are against you, you can still be strong and do what you need to do for your family. I hope for all of us that when our kids grow up, like, you see how we're like, you know, I wish my mom was this, I wish like that. I hope our kids don't say that. Like, I hope that they live Uh, the life that they want. I know that's such a... My kid, you want to know what my daughter... Zoe, I've had to be Zoe. So the other day, my friend's son comes to the house. The father is not around right now, so he's acting out. So I'm like, let's bring him over. I'm going to, we're going to, whatever. So we're hanging out. And I'm being like super by the book mom. Like, so that be hit. And I'm like being nice. We go to the circus. We do this and that. So he goes, mommy, you should be the mom you are like when other people are there. <laughs> this is why not Zoe just, is her show. She's like, not just Yo, like be that. My not just be that mom when there's people looking. She's like, you need to act like that. Like when people are there, be like that mom all the time. <laughs> I was like, Zoe, what do you mean? Yeah, mom, because you're like acting like, be like her. <laughs> I was like, um, I was trying to prove a point and tell her whatever. He's four. You're older. You know. I'm like, if you did what you had to do, I wouldn't be the mean mommy. All right, you're blaming the child. <laughs> Long story short, she straight played me. Kids are smarter than you know. And not for nothing, like, I really listen to my kids. And I always, like, I feel like periodically I kind of ask them, if if we could change three things, like, what would what would we, how can I be a better mom? I ask them. Oh, that's that's yeah, amazing. And they kind of, they'll tell me, they're like, well, when we got to go to sleep, like, don't scream down. If you just can come down and then you can look at us like, and then we'll know. And, that's, <laughs> and, and that, my friends, okay, is called. That's, that's an easy thing to change. And I'm that, my like friends, a, is called communication. Yeah, like, that's my one takeaway as a mom that I kind of learned. And I say this to Shereen a lot. Like, don't talk to them like they're with kids. Like, it literally is open communication. She talks to pro like that. And pro too. What do you mean? 
Like, oh, my chicken, you want your little baby? I'm always going to talk like that to my baby. <laughs> what is the little Those thing are my like? babies. I'm like, papa, papa, chico, papa. We'll make our own language. And they just look at it and smile and they love it. And I love do it that a little bit. But for me, like, I like. They're babies. I have, You have to treat them like babies. You know, for example, this is not even an example. Papa. At a long run. So, um, make a long story short today, right? I told Alexander, you want to eat pizza? He goes, yeah, mom, I think I'll have pizza. I think that's a good idea. So I, instead of my husband cooking, you know, because I didn't prepare food because he was late at the house today, I said, you know, just order Domino's, boom, problem solved. I already convinced him that that's what he's going to have, so he's okay. So my husband calls, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Alexander wants pizza. He goes, mama, I did not say that. <gasps> I did not say I want pizza. I'm like, Alexander, we just agreed you're going to have pizza. He goes, no, mama. You said we should have pizza. And I said, maybe that's a good idea. I didn't say I wanted pizza. And I turned around and my husband's a speaker and he just starts laughing. I look at him like, but we just agreed. He goes, yes, mommy, but that's not exactly how you said it. Mm, you and this is my, my son is three. The way he said that. And I'm like, he's like, Everything no, boo, you that's say your will, idea. Don't can put and words in my up. mouth. Say like, I suggested to Alexander to have yes. pizza. And, and he, uh, he wanted me to say that it was my idea. He goes, Mommy, it was your idea to have the pizza. That's why he Everything was you say will and can be used against you in the court of law. Mm. Well, this has ex- been a very world. amazing and I think um, podcast to kick off our season. Yes, mental health, guys. Happy Mental Health Day. We're going to air this podcast tonight. Um, it's funny, I don't once think... we finish talking, I'll be like, damn, I said all that. You guys get all of our truth, so I just want to say... And look, we're recording, so and you know are. this is live. We're not editing nothing. You're going to get this video on YouTube just the way it is, and you're going to see, and I know there are three moms here and a male aspect, so the male the male um, point of view helps because, you know, he takes the husband and the boyfriend side right now and like <laughs> I just feel like you're gonna get so many different views on so many different things with so many different kids and I, I think um in my opinion um if you or someone you know is suffering from mental health um I think it's important to seek help there's no shame in it I know there's a negative yeah, stigma a negative connotation community, to mental health but seek help there's a it's lot of people willing line. to help I don't know the hotline, but Google it real quick. Well, mentalhealth.gov. If you guys go to mentalhealth.gov, they have everything. What is mental health? What you feeling? <laughs> like even some of some like early warning signs, right? Eating, sleeping too much, too little, pulling away from people, unusual activities, having low or no energy, feeling numb. I feel like some of this is like me feel right like that now. Every day, <laughs> feeling helpless, hopeless, smoking, drinking, <laughs> using cold. drugs, feeling unusual, yelling, fighting with family and friends. There's like experiencing severe mood swings, like stuff like that, which is crazy because if you think about it, we all suffer that a lot, right? Like how many times you feel like you need your own space? How many times you feel like you're suffering? Yeah. And so, you know, you have to differentiate too what's really mental health. And in school they teach us that in order to be the best counselor, you have to get counseling yourself. So even the per- the professional gets help too. I so. think I'm gonna get counseling soon. Me I too. do too. I but like individually. But I want yeah. to do it with How like do a you pastor. even do that? How do you find like in closing, right? Like is is there like a website you can go to find providers? Like so how do you if pick? you have health insurance, you call the back of your insurance card and they will show you a network who takes your insurance and actually could be a good counselor and for you, you need a therapist. therapist or a counselor. Or well, I there? think the term would be a therapist. Okay. And they have a... Um, like a family therapist. But I think right? if you do have a mental health diagnosis, it might be a psychotherapist that may help okay. you. So there are different stages, but I think Psycho a therapist... is when you need medication or I when believe you're medicated. So, but see, mistaken. that's where... I mean, I know we're coming to an end with this podcast, and I don't want to reopen the situation, but it's a fine line. Like, I feel like if you go somewhere with all the symptoms or warning signs that they say are warning signs for a mental health 
issue, you're gonna get diagnosed for something. No, you're not. No, you're gonna. Well, there's gonna accept, sign a therapist to really like assess. You know, right? Well, is there like a is there like a well, if you're mandated for treatment, you have to take a a psychiatric um evaluation yeah, before you take medication. And yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you're just having a bad day or you need someone to talk to and you want to see a therapist, there's nothing wrong with that. There's that. so many people who see therapists because they're getting a divorce. They want to get a divorce. They're, they're getting older. They're, yeah, they're just, there's so much. I'm, just, I'm sometimes it's you. easier to talk to someone you don't know. Exactly. You know? Like, I talk too much. I tell y'all all my shit. All right, oh, this well, been Moms it. on Air. We it love you amazing. guys. Thank you for listening. Good night. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming, Sam. Okay, 10511. That's where we stop. I don't know how to end this. That was good because we literally were tired and moody and wanted to leave. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.